Buongiorno, buonasera, good evening. It's uh, another episode of the Ball Podcast here with your friend Rocco. I hope you're all, you know, doing well, hanging out, chilling, doing what the cool kids do. Um, sorry we're a day late with the podcast. Um, my son was home yesterday with the Coxsackie virus, which is a hand, foot, and mouth virus What that normally infants get. But no, because people, after two plus years of a pandemic, still send kids to school sick. My kids had got a virus that they managed, they didn't get when they were infants. But, yeah. I mean, he's good now. He was back in school. Uh, you know, the whole 24-hour fever-free rule. Um, so, yeah, that was that. As you can tell, my new microphone came in. Uh, I was able to put a warranty claim on the old one. So, there we go. I don't sound like a Shemonito anymore. Here's to hoping that this podcast does not go off the rails into a depressive episode because I'll be honest with everyone, I am not doing okay. I am definitely not okay. I um, I'm very stressed out. I'm very, as I, I think Drake says it, in my feelings. Um, and a lot of it has to do with things that are out of my control, you know. When you deal with, uh, when you're a volunteer coach and you still have parents on your ass constantly. After, here's the thing, I'll, I'm going to go briefly on it. I'm not going to waste a whole other podcast on this. I do have other stuff I want to address and talk to and have fun with. But here's the thing. This is where I'm coming from. And I tell my wife that it's not like I I want pity for this, but I just want people to understand where I'm coming from. For two, maybe three years in my life, years ago, I would say maybe from 2012 to 2016, maybe, 2015. And I've spoken about this on the podcast. I was harassed, bullied, and just, you know... Bothered, never-endingly by a, by a faceless group of people almost every day for that time. So when it comes to worrying about people not liking you, worrying about people talking about you behind your back, I have I went through a very traumatic experience with that. It affected me really, really bad. Um, I was in therapy for years because of it. I, uh, I still have problems trusting anybody. Like, listen, even with this comedy stuff, when people compliment me, I have to force myself to believe they're complimenting me with good intentions and that they're not just trying to make fun of me again. So that's where I'm coming from. And now that I have soccer parents criticizing me, uh, talking about me, gossiping about me, not liking me all because I'm not treating their kid I'm not giving their kid unfair benefits over other kids. It's just affecting me in a way that I never thought it would. On top of that all, I still have never... I don't know if I'll ever accept it. But when you have both your parents basically robbed from you in your life, everything is just like tenfold more. So that's what what I'll leave it at. So that's where I am mentally. Um... The podcast, the videos, 
that's my therapy. That's how I escape. So I do that. Um, so that's it. I'm not going to talk about it. The rest of the podcast. That's it. It's not good. This will not be another depressing podcast. We have things we want to talk about, Rocco. Rocco, we have things we need to talk about. The number one thing. Halloween's coming up. Halloween. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. And listen, I don't know if it was just because my mother was such a paranoid person. Or if anyone else had this experience growing up in Brooklyn. Especially like Bensonhurst. I only went trick-or-treating a few times in my life. I literally... If I have to sit here and think about experiences trick-or-treating, I can't really think of any. Because I don't think I ever went trick-or-treating, really. And I don't know if it was my mother being so paranoid. Or because in Bensonhurst, nobody answers the door. Like, where you go in trick-or-treating in Bensonhurst? Nobody wants to go... No one who lives on the second floor wants to go down all those stairs to answer a door and give a kid a lollipop. Nobody wants to do that. So nobody answered doors in Bensonhurst, so we didn't go trick-or-treating. You know? So I really had no experiences. I, I never really dressed up. I had... I had two... Three costumes that I can remember. When I was really little, I dressed up as Hulk Hogan. And that's when the costumes had plastic... So, like, the, the mask was plastic, and even the suit itself was plastic. So, you put, like, a garbage bag on, and I was Hulk Hogan. I have a picture of it somewhere. I, I wish I'll find it if I can. Um, then I dressed up as a surgeon, uh, and that was after my father had surgery, and I was convinced I was going to grow up to be a doctor. Went completely in the opposite direction of that one. Uh, yeah, so I dressed up as a doctor. Then I got too chunky for any real costume, so that I was the guy from Scream every Halloween forward. But I never went trick-or-treating, uh, a couple, only a couple times. My mother, my, my mother would buy candy every Halloween, this is the thing. My mother would buy candy every Halloween and then refuse to answer the door. Because she would try to find reasons why she didn't want to answer the door. Either the person looked too old, the costume was like, listen, we grew up in Bensonhurst, majority of the neighborhood was Asian, and a lot of these Asian kids didn't have costumes. So it was not not something rare to see someone ring your bell wearing jeans, t-shirt, not even dressed as a costume. They'd literally just trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating with no costume on. My, my mother would not answer the door. So it became to the point when, when, you know, Halloween would come around and my father would tell my mother, why do you go and buy the Sashita candy? That's what he always tell her. You know you're not going to give any out. You know you're going to have leftover. Buy the candy that I like. And, that, that, you know, he has a point. On Halloween, it's very rare to give out all your candy. Unless like you live where I live now when there's a million kids who trick or treat. So why buy the cheap shit? You're going to be left with it. So you might as well enjoy it. I mean, it was very funny that my father's requesting this and then he has diabetes. So, but then, not surprised that he had diabetes because he loves candy that much. But yeah, that was his rule. If you're going to buy candy for the trick or treaters, make sure you buy the candy he likes. 
so that when it's all left over, he can eat it. And it's, it's logical. I see that thing. But here's the thing. As much as we did not participate in Halloween. Oh, wait, before I go to this, I want to do the one Halloween experience I do have. And this is classic. This is classic. I want to tell this story is, I don't know if anyone from New York remembers this, but years ago at Madison Square Garden in Manhattan, they would turn it into Madison Scare Garden, which means the whole arena would turn into a haunted house, basically. And my, I was part of the Cub Scouts, you know, I may have mentioned it in previous podcasts, I was part of the Cub Scouts. And we were taking a trip to Madison Scare Garden. And that was a fun one because I'm a bitch. And my mother took came with me. So here's the thing. I've never been into a haunted house. Like I said, we did not do the Halloween stuff. We, we participated in All Saints Day. Halloween we didn't do. So I didn't experience all this uh, haunted house. I didn't know what they are. You know, I, I'm I'm a newbie to all this. So the first thing they say is people are going to, like the people who worked there, they said, the people are going to scare you, they're going to do whatever they got to do, but they will not touch you, they will not hurt you. Just know that. And I'm okay. I'm like, all right, they're not going to touch me, they're not going to hurt me, they're not going to touch me. I'm repeating this to myself, Dina. Tie time. I, I walk in. The first thing someone does... Because <laughs> they're popping at all the corners Then like you walk past like someone in a cage And the guy's like waving his sleeves At you And like one of the sleeves Graze my nose Like incidentally It's not even on purpose it's just The guy's sleeves were ridiculously long He probably couldn't control how far they reached And it grazed my nose I started flipping out You're not supposed to touch me You broke your own rules I started crying and then thing and then all then <laughs> I remember I was so bad I was so bad that my mom actually allowed me to curse at Madison Scare Garden because I could not handle it guys I could not handle being scared I was crying the entire time then the only time I got to calm down was like there was like a break po- portion of it that you got to walk through like a glow-in-the-dark thing. And then I'm just there saying, it's nothing, Rocco. It's just assholes having fun. It's just... And I kept on repeating it. Partly because it was my mantra not to go crazy. I think partly because my mom was not yelling at me for saying asshole. So I just kept saying it. It's only assholes having fun. It's only assholes having fun. Then... I still cried the entire time. Then we were on to the next station. Next station was like a, a prison break scene. And the first thing I just saw was this big fucking guy. He looked scary as hell. Just staring at me from the entranceway. I just told my mom, I said, Mom, not doing this. Mom, not doing this. So I had to go find someone and I went through like the bitch exit. I went through like the fire exit and I was escaped and I just had to wait outside the entire time because I couldn't handle it. To this day, I, I don't. I've never gone back into these haunted houses, just because I don't know what's gonna happen. We're gonna have two extremes: either I'm gonna go back to crying, or I'm gonna go swinging. I don't know which one's gonna be. 
so I, I'm just not partaking. I'm not doing it. I mean, a couple weeks ago, my kids, excuse me, my kids, they wanted these haunted uh, pathway things, and I just didn't go. I, I'm just, I don't get the, the joy of it. Like, uh, who wants to feel, who, what's the joy in not feeling safe? You know, why do you want people to scare you? So that I didn't go. Yeah, so that's my Halloween experience. But like I said, my parents didn't put, my, actually my, my mom didn't put any emphasis on Halloween. I mean, she put a, a few decorations out. She refused to answer the door if the, for the kids anyway. Either they weren't wearing costumes or they looked too old. Cause my mom thought they were going to throw eggs at her. My mom was convinced that someone was going to, as soon as you open the door, they're going to throw eggs at you. They're going to do baby powder. They're going to do something. My mom was paranoid beyond belief. One thing we did participate fully in. All Saints Day. I had the San Giuseppe costume down packed. Down packed. Every year, I was dressed in pure silk. Like San Giuseppe. And I went to church strutting I was strutting into church dressed like San Giuseppe if he was a fat kid I couldn't ask for any Halloween costumes but my San Giuseppe costume was on fucking point I probably had the best San Giuseppe costume in the world I don't know I I don't know if anyone do people still do that they still dress kids up as saints and then go to church to be honest I don't even know if it was all saints day I don't know you know all these days are a blur all I know is that the San Giuseppe thing was pure silk, pure silk, uh, green and brown, and I just walked into that church dressed like San Giuseppe. And that's it. That that was a normal childhood for me. You know, like these days, we have like 15 Halloween events. The new thing is trunk or treat. You know, that's a, uh, you know, a result of the pandemic now. Uh, and it's one of those things that stick. Trunk or treat. You park your car, you do it, and then in a parking lot, people go trunk or, trick or treating. Now you have to have different color bowls because one kid can't have peanuts, so not, they can't go trick or treating. Uh, it's just, you know, everything is accommodating to everybody. We accommodate everybody. That's all we are, accommodating. But I get it. But it's still. It's very stressful for the people participating. And they wonder why they can't find volunteers. Hey, you can you can volunteer, but you can't do this, 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 and this. Sure, we would love to have you participate. But just try to stay from this, stay away from this, 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 and this. Then that's why you can't find anybody. I mean, my kids, I mean, listen, one thing I gotta say I'm envious of is the quality of costumes these days. They have stepped up a notch in quality. Like my son's going to be a Fortnite character. He's a banana. He's the the costumes a full fucking banana. Like it goes over the head, that you can't see the back of his head. Like I wished for a costume of that quality. A mask that covers the back of your head? What sorcery is this? I mean, my head was so big, you could barely, you could see my cheeks on the other side of the mask I wore when I was a kid. I have that Hulk Hogan mask, I look terrible in it. But now you have kids with 
the mask goes all the way around your head? What lucky... These kids don't know how lucky they are now with this Halloween. Also now near me... Goosey. We have thousands of kids go trick-or-treating. Everyone answers their door. And my favorite is when I watch, when I see people who don't answer the door, and then people go, oh, I guess they're just party poopers. They don't participate. I'm like, what would you have done if you were me as a kid in Brooklyn when you went down an entire block, and on a block, maybe 100 houses, and on that block, only two answered the door? What, what would you have done in that situation? Right now, you're going through down, what, a row of 10 houses, and out of those ten houses, eight or nine are answering their doors and giving you candy. Maybe one doesn't answer their door, and then you're gonna get all bent out of shape. That's a high percentage rate of a of a good thing. There, you gotta relax. Except that it was it's very very positive now. But you know, everyone's very entitled. That's the difference. In Brooklyn, we didn't have shit, so we didn't expect shit. That's why we're not entitled people. You know. We, 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 we rang the bells and they never answered. But people who grew up in areas where everyone answered the door, now they expect everyone to answer the door. For me, two people answer the door. I'm like, hey, you're having a great time here, guys. Nobody answered when I went. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking I did participate once in a costume contest. It was the year when I dressed up as the doctor. I thought I had it in the bag. Just because, you know, my, my options were limited. I, did, I couldn't really... I think I went to the pharmacy. That's where I picked up my Halloween costume without a year. You know, who the hell went to, you know, real costume places. And plus, being the chunky kid, my options are always limited. That's why I was a screaming guy every other year. But that being said, Halloween... Oh yeah, here's another thing. In my life... I've never been... Well, barring now, this... I am, I just turned 36 years old, 36. I was invited to my first Halloween party this year. First time, my first Halloween party. In my adult life, in my kid life, I had never been invited to a Halloween party. Not that I'm saying there's people out there who are throwing these parties and just not inviting me. I maybe knew two or three people who had them, but I never got invited. Um, and this year was the first year I ever got invited to a Halloween party. So now there's all this stress about finding out what I got to wear. You know, do they make fat guy costumes? I, I had to Google popular costumes for fat guys 2022. Then all of them, then I had to go even more specific because all the fat guy costumes I saw, the people didn't have beards and I'm not going to shave my beard. So I had to write... Popular fat guy costumes 2022 for guys with beards. And I had to look at that. And then the options are so limited. So I have no fucking idea. Now I'm stressed out about what the costume I got to wear. I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be uncomfortable. Just so me old not know why they invite me. You know, all the stuff that happens. But I will be going to the Halloween place. I did figure out what I'm going to be. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to ruin the surprise. You'll see it when everyone else sees it. I'll probably look like a mental shamanito, but I'll do it. And that's the whole idea. 
You just got to do what you got to do. And if it sucks, it sucks. What are you going to do? Get my fa. That's, you know, what are we going to do? As my father always says, but what do you care? What do you care? That was my father's answer for everything. Whenever I was stressed out, but what do you care at all? If someone was being an asshole to me, but what do you care at all? That was his answer for everything. The guy never wanted me to be stressed out. Well, I'm sorry, Pa. I'm stressed out more than anything these days. On that note, I wish you all adieu. Stop to Borna. I'll talk to you later. I love you all. God bless.